Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi there! I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. Today we're going to make together a quiche Lorraine, or as my son likes to call it, a bacon quiche. But we're going to garnish it with a little fresh tomato, because it's tomato season, and even when it isn't tomato season, it both looks pretty and adds to the flavor. It's not a quiche Lorraine for purists, but it's the way I like to eat it. However, this podcast is only about the filling. So the first thing you need to do is make a crust, unless you're gonna make it crustless, which is totally doable. You just spray your pie pan with nonstick coating and then uh, leave out the crust and pour the filling in there and cook it the same way. But I wanna do a crust today. And in order to do the crust, I have to send you to a different podcast. And that podcast is called Easy Pie Crust for One Crust Pie. And you can find it on thecookalongpodcast.com. It's very fast. It's very easy. Takes less than 10 minutes to make. Once you have it all pressed into the pan, you want to bake it for about 10 minutes at 425 and then take it out. It's just enough to make it solid and a little crispy so that it's not just a soggy mess when we start adding the filling, which is quite wet. So that's your first do ahead is to go listen to a different podcast. Then here is your list of ingredients. That pie crust and eight slices of bacon, two sprigs of fresh thyme, if you have them in your garden. This is optional, but it does make a nice little subtle addition to the flavor. You need a cup and a half of shredded Gruyere. That's a cheese. You need a third of a cup of Parmesan, which is grated. You need one shallot. That's not an onion, but you could use an onion if you can't find a shallot. Shallots are a little sweeter and milder, and uh, they don't make you cry when you cut them, and they're not very big. So if you're using an onion instead, make it a small one. You need five large eggs and one and a half cups of heavy cream. And by that, I mean heavy whipping cream. Now, you could always make it with lighter milk if you wanted to do that, but I don't recommend it. And then for the what I call the garnish, you want a uh, tomato. Aroma is probably the easiest to use, but if you have something fresh from your garden that's got more flavor, by all means, use that. We're just going to slice it up and put it on top. You need a tiny bit of cayenne, which is red pepper, ground red pepper. You need a tiny bit of nutmeg, a little salt, 
and some fresh cracked black pepper. And that's your ingredient list. The other do ahead is to preheat your oven to 425. It's already gonna be at that temperature if you make your pie crust first. So go find that podcast and come back to me when you have a pie crust already pressed into a pan and baked. Just a couple things as you go away to make your pie crust to think about. First, you want a deep dish pie pan because this filling will overflow if you don't have one that's pretty deep. If you don't have a deep dish pie pan, but you happen to have uh, what do they call it? A spring form pan is what I call a cheesecake pan with a latch on the side that has a removable bottom. If you have one of those, you can press it into that. And you might consider adding a seasoning of some sort into the pie crust with your dry ingredients. Garlic powder, onion powder, basil, almost anything that appeals to you. And then mix it all up and press it into the pan. My pie crust is in the oven now, and I hope yours is too, or else it's done and sitting and waiting for you. So now I'm gonna start the filling, and there are a couple of kind of do-aheads for that as well. So if you didn't find, and I never have, already shredded Gruyere, you need to get a chunk and then shred it up. If you're lucky enough to have a food processor, I don't think it really matters whether you shred it on the the large holes or the small one. Ditto if you're doing it by hand. I'm actually gonna go away and shred mine. I'll be back in just a second. It's just really loud. All right, that only took a minute, a few seconds. Now, the cheese is ready to go. So the next thing, I'm assuming that you have Parmesan already ground, grated. That's the word I want. Now we're gonna take some bacon, uncooked bacon. You want eight strips of it. That's a lot, but it's because it's the, really it's the main ingredient in this quiche in terms of flavoring. All quiches are comprised of eggs and milk and cheese. Those are the ingredients that make up a quiche. So I've got, I'm sorry, I'm testing. You have to test the Gruyere, you know. Every good cook tests along the way, right? Okay. So I'm stacking the bacon. I mean, it already comes sort of kind of stacked. It overlaps and it's not, it doesn't matter if it's really precise. So I'm cutting it lengthwise. So now instead of one stack of eight pieces, I have two stacks of eight pieces. And now I'm gonna cut the other direction opposite so that I get little dices. Now I'm cutting crosswise across the bacon. And the pieces are coming out probably half inch long and maybe half inch wide. And of course they're all stuck together because that's the way the bacon was to start with. And I am gonna have to separate them by hand. Now if you didn't wanna mess with that, you could just cut one strip at a time I'm not a patient person. If you've listened to my podcast before, you already know that about me. I just think if I can do a bunch at one time, that's better. I cut up all eight strips into little diced pieces. Some of them are gonna be bigger than others. That doesn't matter. It's perfectly fine. When you get them all cut, 
then you want to go back through with your fingers and see if you can manage to separate things a little bit. So I'm just sort of prying the pieces apart with my fingers. If they don't all come apart, it's okay because they'll do that in the pan. Because we're about to take all these little dice pieces and throw them in a frying pan and cook them until they're crisp. But I just think I'll give them a head start just because I want to. I don't want them stuck together. I don't think they will be, okay? Honestly, I know they're going to separate in the pan. I just feel weird, especially the ones that are mostly fat, throwing them in the pan without separating them a little bit first. I really think that's good enough. Now, the bacon, all those little pieces, need to go into a cold frying pan. You don't want to ever put bacon in a hot pan because it will spit at you and it won't be pretty. You'll get hurt. So take all these pieces and put them in your frying pan before you turn the pan on. And you've got some sprigs of fresh thyme. If you're using them, throw them in the pan as well. Just whole sprigs. We're just going to let them stir around, stir them around with the bacon. And they come out at the end. So I know they're mostly sticks. That's okay. Then turn your frying pan on to like medium high. If you, if you have numbers, that's uh, eight, probably eight. And we're going to cook the bacon until it crisps up with those thyme strips. While your pan's heating up, get a piece of paper towel out and spread it on your counter or on a plate. Because we're going to put the bacon, when it gets crisp, we're going to spread it on the paper towel so it absorbs some of the fat. I'm going to use two layers so it doesn't soak through. And the other thing we can do while we wait for that to heat up is cut up our shallot. So shallots come in all different sizes. Um, and though they taste and smell like onions, they're actually more closely related to garlic. So they come in, what's the word I want? They come in bunches, like, like a head of garlic. So little, little pieces, little individual globes of shallot are kind of bundled together. I'll let you decide how much shallot is one shallot. What I have in front of me is, seems very small to me, but it was attached to another small one that's even smaller. And I think because I really love the shallot, see when you cook them, they get sweet. It's hard to describe. They are, hmm, they're kind of magical. I don't know. <laughs> I know that's not very helpful, but they are. Uh, I like them sometimes better than onions, and I'm an onion fan. So I'm just right now peeling off all the dry parts because it's got a skin just like a, an onion does, and I'm going to do that with both of the pieces I'm going to use. I hope you can. I hope you have managed to find a shallot or can find a shallot in your local grocery store just to try one because they are i i didn't cook with them for a long time i i didn't even know about them once i discovered them i find i want to use them in everything at least to just try it because they're they're sweet and they're <laughs> wow the word i want to use is romantic which is absurd <laughs> but I guess that's, I guess I really love my shallots. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so I'm stirring my bacon, uh, which is finally starting to cook. 
but it's going to be a while before it needs really any tension. So I'm going to go back to my shallot. And what I'm going to do, I'm holding the shallot sort of crosswise to me and I'm cutting it the long way. Oh, that's the beep for my pie crust. And then I'm going to cut it the short way and it'll already sort of be minced into little pieces because I've already cut it in two directions. Now that doesn't mean I'm not going to make it a little smaller because some of these pieces are still going to be way too big. You want to throw away the core. There's going to be kind of a, a solid white core at one end and you want to throw that away. Now I'm doing that with my second little shallot. Really a baby. And then mincing things into little pieces. You probably, you probably want these fairly small. You don't want them so big that they aren't going to cook and you have raw shallot in there. That's not fun. And okay, I lied to you. They do make you tear up. Just not maybe as bad as an onion, but that's definitely, I definitely am, uh, yeah, I lied to you. Absolutely. Okay. Ah, oh, I hate that. Back to the bacon. Bacon with the thyme. All right, it's starting to get limp and the thyme is in my way because I didn't really use a big enough pan. I'm just going to let it keep cooking there. Meanwhile, I'm going to get my crust out of the oven. I am doing something I've not done before, which is baking the quiche in my toaster oven. I hope that works out okay. Certainly you don't need to do that. Any oven is fine. If, you're, if your toaster oven is big enough to hold the pie crust, you can give it a whirl as well. I am using a springform pan. So it's taller, but it's not as wide. Usually I just cook them in my regular oven. But I decided if I could save the energy, that was the ecologically proper thing to do. So in case you can't tell by the sound, I'm stirring the bacon in time again. We really can't do anything else until this bacon is crisp. And again, if I'd used just a little bit bigger pan, it would have happened more quickly. But that's the next step. You've got a baked pie crust. You've got shallots that are chopped. You've got gruyere that is shredded. Really, those things have to be dealt with before we can move on to the rest of the filling. So this is going to need another, for mine, probably three or four minutes. So I'm going to leave you to cook up your bacon. When, when it's crispy, when you've got little bits of crisp bacon, scoop them out onto your paper towel and let them drain and just throw the, the uh, twigs of thyme away. You're not going to use them anymore. All they did was flavor the bacon and the bacon grease a little bit. So I will be back to you in just a few minutes. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, bacon is all cooked up. So here's what we have in front of us. We have a mess of chopped shallots. We have a mess of crisp little bacon bits on a paper towel. And we have a pie crust, which is still hot from the oven, which I only remembered because I just picked it up. And the next step, quite simply, is to put things into the pie crust. So take the shallots, scoop all the shallots up. I'm using a pastry cutter, which I use to clean my, you know, scoop up things off my bench. It's like a long, flat paddle looking thing. And then, um, oh, by the way, we aren't going to use that bacon grease, so you can put it in a container to get rid of. Do not, I hope you already know this, but don't pour it down your sink because it will congeal and you will have a clogged up sink. This is a good chance to make sure as you spread your shallots around the bottom evenly that they're small enough and that you got rid of the pieces of core because you don't want those in there. Once you have those all evenly distributed across the bottom of your pie shell, now we're going to do the same with the bacon. So sprinkling the bacon over the top of the shallots. And again, just spread them around so they cover the shallots around the whole base of the pie so that everybody's going to get some. Okay, that's the bottom of your pie, your quiche. It is a pie, I guess you know that. Now we're going to do the filling. For this you need a large bowl and five large eggs. We're going to crack the eggs into the bowl. If you're worried at all about getting shell in here, 
you could crack them into a small bowl first, but I'm also going to tell you that if you do get some shell in here, we can scoop it out. Let's see if I manage to do that so I can tell you about it. But if not, oh, this one's not coming apart well. Uh, no shell. All right, I got lucky. Four and, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is egg on the, <laughs> this is egg on the counter. Dang, dang it. Oh, so I'm trying to scoop it, scoop it off the counter and put it into the bowl. Ha, ah, it had a really thin shell. All right, well, that's the opposite kind of, isn't it, of getting shell in your bowl is getting egg on your counter. If you do get shell in your pool of egg there, use one of the half egg shells to scoop it out with. I don't know why that works, but it does. The, uh, the little bit of shell will um, scoop e more easily out with that than with a spoon. The other thing you can do is put a little water on your finger and reach down in there and you may be able to get it that way. Okay, five eggs and a whisk. We're gonna whisk the eggs so that the yolks are all broken. You're scrambling them is what you're doing. They don't need to be really well whipped because we're going to add some more stuff and then scramble them some more. So the next thing is your cup and a half of whipping cream. Heavy cream. And again, you don't have to use whipping cream. You could use half and half. You can use regular milk. The whipping cream makes a really um, nice, rich, velvety filling. So that's what I'm doing. Except that I don't think I have enough because I need a cup and a half and I only have a cup. So here's where we improvise a little because I also have some half and half in my refrigerator. So it's mostly heavy whipping cream and the rest is going to be half and half. So a total of a cup and a half of whatever kind of milk. You could even use canned milk if you want, like uh, evaporated milk and just use the whole can. And that reminds me, I should tell you, if you're a quiche fan and you want to know how to make one out of pretty much anything that you might have and have in your refrigerator, you should look on the website, thecookalongpodcast.com, for the tuna quiche that I made on there. Because from that basic recipe, you can make with anything. Any vegetables, any meats, cheeses, it's all good. And that gives you sort of the basics of how to make a quiche. This one's a little different because it's got more cream in it and more eggs in it. You really only need a couple of eggs to make a quiche. And that one does use a can of milk, which is what made me think of it. Use just uh, one can of evaporated milk. Gosh, I'm not even sure it's a whole can. All right, now my cream and my eggs are together and here's where we're gonna add the grated Parmesan. You want a third of a cup of grated Parmesan. Throw that in there with the eggs and the cream. And get out your cayenne pepper. Yes, it's hot. But no, we're not using very much. It's just enough to brighten it. So get it out. Take off the shaker lid and reach in there with your finger and grab a little whatever will slide out on your finger and then pinch it with your thumb. That's how you measure a pinch. Put a pinch of cayenne into the mix with the cheese, the milk, and the eggs, 
And then do the same with some ground nutmeg. Reach into the jar, bring a finger pinch out, pinch it with my thumb, throw it in the mix. And the last thing that we're gonna add right now is a half a teaspoon of salt. And in case you're wondering, it's better to go light on the salt, to have too little salt than too much, because there's salt in the cheese and there's salt in the bacon. Lots, lots of salt in both. Then I said that was the last thing, but it isn't. And you want to get a, your pepper. If you have a pepper grinder, that's the best thing. Just grind some fresh pepper into it until you feel like you're done. It's probably about a quarter of a teaspoon, maybe, if you're measuring just regular pepper. And then we whisk it all up together. So you have this milk, egg, and cheese soup in front of you. Get it all smooth. Now, before we put that in, we're going to put in the cheese. So you've got your Gruyere sitting somewhere in your kitchen, in your food processor or in a bowl or whatever. Get the Gruyere. And again, you want about a cup and a half of this. And you're going to sprinkle that, spread that over the bacon and the pan. If you have some bigger pieces that didn't get completely shredded, that's really okay because it's all going to melt in here anyway. But try to, you know, spread those around anyway so they're not all clumped up. So... I'm spreading the Gruyere. Lovely. It's kind of like making a lasagna, isn't it? Look at that. Okay, now your pipe pan's looking pretty full, I'm thinking, because mine certainly is. And all of this milk mixture that we made, all of this is going into that pan. However, it will settle down amongst the onions and the bacon. But this is why I told you to use a deep dish pan. All this sauce has got to fit into that pan. Now here's where I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the tomato slices. So on top of the cheese, I'm gonna put some slices, just thin slices really, of fresh tomato, kind of going around as though you were putting pepperoni on a pizza. So a little bit on every piece. Mm. Well, I had some nice round slices, but now I don't anymore. It's kind of a mess. It was a very juicy tomato. And that's the way it goes. But you know what? It's not really going to show, so it doesn't matter. And on that note, I'm going to start another tomato. Cut off the bottom and then get a couple more thin slices. All right, this one's much better. So I want the whole top covered with tomatoes. Little thin, th not little, I shouldn't say little, but thin slices of tomato covering the entire top of this quiche. There we go. Now take your milk and egg mixture and pour it over the top, slowly and carefully. You want everything covered Hopefully it's all going to fit in your pan. It's going to sink to the bottom and then fill up to the top. Pour it carefully and slowly. All right. Scoop out all the stuff that's in the pan because there's all that cheese in there. Remember that Parmesan. You want that in here. Now, here comes probably the hardest part of the whole recipe. You have to very carefully 
move this into your oven. I highly recommend if you're cooking it in a full-size oven in particular, and maybe even if you're cooking it in your toaster oven, that you put a cookie sheet underneath, so on a, on a lower shelf. So your quiche is going to go on a middle shelf, on the bottom shelf, underneath it, put a cookie sheet. Because there's a good possibility that your quiche is going to overflow, and better to have it on a cookie sheet that you can easily wash than on the floor of your oven. Your oven is still set for 425. You're going to cook it at that temperature for 15 minutes. And then without opening the oven or taking anything out, lower the temperature of your oven to 350 degrees. Let it cook. Let the quiche just cook in there until the crust is golden and the eggs are cooked through. It's going to be another 25 to 30 minutes. And then take it out and let it sit to cool. Wherever you set it to cool, it's going to need to sit there for about 15 minutes before you try to cut this. And that's the whole of it. If you're looking for things to serve as side dishes with this, there are some things you might find that you like on the website, thecookalongpodcast.com. I am serving mine tonight with a fruit salad, which is just a bunch of different kinds of fresh fruit chopped up into a bowl, drizzled with a little lime juice and a, a little bit of agave and stirred together. And I'm also going to serve a green salad, which is whatever you like a green salad to be. That's the dinner. For dessert, I'm serving something that you can also find on the website, which is the best ever chewy chocolate chip cookies. And just know that if you want to do those, you have to plan for them in advance because the dough sits in the refrigerator for a little bit in order to really get the caramely flavors in there to their top peak flavor. That's all for today. I hope you like the quiche. And I hope you'll come back again, and I hope you'll try those other two recipes. And until next time, happy cooking! deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi, K-O-F-I dot com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.